everyone, and welcome to the Writing Easy Podcast, a podcast that takes the act of writing, which can sometimes be not super easy, but tries to help you make it just a little bit easier. I'm one of your hosts, Mary Mascari. And I'm your other host, Melissa Long. Well, we are not alone. True. <laughs> uh, once again, we have brought a guest in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let me get lonely. Um, we're super excited to have Danielle Mariferi. I love saying your name. I love the way you say my name. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's such a well, My name's Italian, but we say it's so Americanized. You know, we just go, you know, mascari. Yeah. Gee, mascari. <laughs> so I like, whenever I have the chance to say an Italian name properly, I get very excited. Oh, well, I love it. You... Danielle, hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're very excited. Well, the reason we invited you, besides the fact that you're an absolute delight, oh, um, is also because we've been talking a little bit about uh, publishing. Last week, uh, you may have heard my complete and utter emotional breakdown uh, about <laughs> publishing. And uh, it's something you know a little bit about, indie publishing, something you uh, you have some experience yes, with. a little bit. Um, actually, I listened to uh, your last episode and was... I have to tell you, right along with you, um, for a lot of it in the beginning. So I understand a lot of the anxiety you were feeling and voicing Good. aloud. Um, and in that moment, I like wanted to respond. Um, and I was like, oh, wait, no, it's a podcast. I have to wait. <laughs> oh, we'll talk all about it. Yeah, you're like um, out walking your dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. dog knows all about writing plates, so it's okay. He understands. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I do. I know a little bit about uh, some indie side of the business. Um, I I don't know. Do you want to talk about like? What? Yeah, I didn't. I I was gonna. I, I need. I'll read your bio. Here, oh, okay. Okay. Really You're the CEO, <laughs> and that sounds super fancy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the CEO of Firefly Hill Press, a small independent publishing house. And I love this this mission statement. Strives to find, publish, and market exceptional works of novel length fiction, specifically in the young adult and romance genres. Yes. So, how long have you been doing this? So, um, I started back in twenty fifteen. Was kind of a foundational year, um, but incorporated. I mm -hmm. think at the end of twenty sixteen, I believe, um, and then really kind of hit the ground running from there. Um, when I say foundational year, it just took a lot of time to, you know, study the business and it was ever changing. And I think is ever changing, which is, um, it's just trying to keep up. Um, but yeah, we, I spent a lot of time looking at contracts and making sure that, you know, I knew the direction I wanted to take the business and at least initially. And, um, from there, mm -hmm. I think just, as I said, trying to keep up with all the changing trends, mm -hmm. um, but I did want to just also mention that I started the company um, after graduating from Seton Hill. Um, and yeah, woohoo! And um, Go exactly, Griffins. I loved um, the writing process. And I know that I've heard you ladies talk about writing, you know, your thesis project. And it's a labor of love in so many ways. Um, and I have always loved writing. Um, I've been an English teacher for 16 years. And um, I don't know, I just got to a point, though, in the program where I started really enjoying listening to the business aspect of things. Um, and actually, the hmm. business of writing course scared the pants off of me in terms of the traditional model. <laughs> Do you guys remember that model? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's a good thing they teach that to you like the fourth semester in, because if they taught it for a semester, I think people would go running for the hills. <laughs> and just to just to uh, for our listeners sake, 
what explain, sure, explain yes. what that module is Absolutely. and why Basically, it's so scary? It was really kind of walking down um, at that time. Traditional publishing was really one of the, the the most prominent. I mean, it really was the most prominent avenue for writers to take, and they were just taking a look at the financial breakdown of what an author would really bring home percentage wise um, on like the sales price and who else is getting paid and how many copies need to be sold in order for you to break even. And it's dizzying. I mean, it's (laughs) complete and utter just, I don't want to say nonsense because that that doesn't sound fair at all, but it seems so insane to make so little on a work of your own, of your art, you know? Um, so yeah, I think I was a little scarred after that, after that <laughs> module. Um, and, and then I'd heard a lot about indie publishing, um, and just kind of started to, to take a look in that avenue. I feel like you and I were in the same boat because around 2014 and 2015 was when I published my first novel and yes. I did indie pub and that it was the same thing. It was like, I just wanted to explore something else because I very quickly realized like traditional publishing was not going to get me where I wanted to be. And it wasn't going to give me the flexibility that I wanted to tell the kinds of stories that I wanted to tell. I also write in a very niche market. I love right. vampires and mm-hmm. werewolves and supernatural. And like <laughs> that was hot for a minute. And then they were like, nope, too many. We don't want to publish any stories with any exactly. of these characters. Yeah. But just because the the big publishing houses aren't into a, a certain niche or genre or trend doesn't mean that the trend is dead completely. Exactly. Is that no one's right. reading that. I mean, I think yeah. they're trying to find something new and different, maybe break through in other ways, but there's still an audience that are craving the books that they were craving, you know, six months ago. (laughs) So yeah, I absolutely think that there's still an audience for those little niche markets. What is some of the benefits that come along with working like as an author, choosing to work with a small press, indie press like yours? Like why, why should they consider that versus a traditional publisher? So that was one of the things that coming from being a writer first, um, I really wanted, at least for my own model, um, wanted to make sure that it was very writer centric and very fair um, to my authors, not only financially um, with the way that we split you know, royalties, um, but I wanted to make sure that like I was their advocate. And I think that that differentiates indie pubs and small publishing houses um, from some of the bigger guys, because I, I don't want to say only um, for a small publishing house, I'm very content with the number of authors we have, but we really only have, you know, five authors. And um, with that, I am able to give all of my attention to, you know, these authors and their books and their backlists. And um, I'm continuously promoting all of their titles. So in a traditional house, you know, they're ready. They're going to market your book for two weeks because um, you're a new release. And then after that, it's it's on you in a lot of ways. Um, and they're prepping for their next big release. And uh, so I think that as an author, you're always going to have an element where you're ha- having to market for yourself. But for me, I take on authors who careers I believe in and their writing skills I believe in. And I want to kind of help them build a career together. And uh, it's worked out pretty well. But I think that individualized attention is, uh, I think, something that kind of differentiates indie from traditional, at least in my mind, it does. So how do you find authors? 
Uh, through submission, a lot of times through conferences. Um, we've had uh, some of them have been acquisitions from other companies. Uh, so either the company, for whatever reason, is no longer, and authors have been looking for um, you know placement elsewhere, and it's either been referred to me or authors have reached out to me. Um, personally. So, um, so some of them have kind of just been, they've gotten their rights back and they were kind of shopping around for representation for new titles and also of their backlist. Um, Beth Merlin, um, I actually, she was one of the first books I pulled from the quote unquote slush pile. And uh, she was the 1%. And I, I love telling this story because it was so new to me and um, the whole process. And it was kind of surreal and I took her on and I, you know, she knew that it was a newer press and we were kind of working through it together, but she knew my credentials and uh, she had a very realistic kind of view of what she wanted. I mean, she knew it wasn't going to be a career in terms of she could quit her job and like mm -hmm. full-time write for, you know, out of the box. So um, yeah, we went in it together and worked on her manuscript and ended up developing it into a series and, it's uh, doing really phenomenally well. And I think that that's one of the best parts too, is working with not only Beth, but uh, Trisha and um, Mayanka and Gia. We're like a little family. So it's nice to have the support um, of one another too. I love that. I always see their books coming up in like Amazon like specials. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like going back, especially the earlier ones too. I feel like what you were saying with, you know, big publishing houses always promoting like the new release and then yeah. it, like you never hear anything again. And I've definitely seen like on promotion and blog tours and then like, oh, BookBub ad and like, oh, I know this author. I know this house and getting really excited about that. That's awesome. <laughs> Don't worry. I get equally as excited sometimes when I see <laughs> our BookBub ads come up. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's us. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> and do you want to explain what book, BookBub is? Oh yeah, BookBub is a uh, a really wonderful service for both authors and for readers. For readers, it's free, and you sign up, uh, and it's an email like a daily email list that they send you, um, and they vet these books very heavily. So that's why it has such a remarkable reputation. Um, they only, I believe, accept mm -hmm. maybe twenty percent of the books that are that apply to participate in these features, and it's uh, as I said, no cost to the reader to be part of these email lists. Um, but the, they're sending you basically these really top-notch books that are on sale for remarkably low prices. You probably can get books for free or 99 cents, $1.99. I think the highest is $2.99. And some book sets are a little bit more. But, um, but they're really curating what books are coming to you. So it's quality content for really killer prices. And um, the cost then falls on the author. So if you're ever, um, my self-pubbed authors out there and indie-pubbed authors and even traditional um traditionally pubbed authors if you ever get a book bub and then you see the price tag and your hair stands on end that's totally normal um, but it's for us been worth the investment the return on investment has been remarkable every time we've been lucky enough to score a book bub featured deal so if you ever find yourself in the boat to be able to score one and just keep applying because um, there have been times we've been turned down and most of the time as you guys said on your first um on the podcast last time um you were talking about editors and sometimes it's not about you or the work it's the timing so that's kind of true for bookbub too so keep applying um because they're really worth it 
So when you're reading, you talk about reading slush, the slush pile, which is just the, the submissions that come in kind of unsolicited, just a, hey, here's me. Right. I thought you might like this. I always tend to picture the the uh, the person on the other end of that reading the things going, oh, God, this is going to suck so much. No. But that's not true. Is no, it? we're looking. I mean, it's not. As Melissa said in the last episode, yeah, like I think that is the preconceived notion is that we're imagining it's already going to suck out of the gate. But we want to find really good writing. We want to be the one that pulls, you know, the diamond in the rough out of the pile and spruces it up and it becomes Mm -hmm. a wild success. Like that's, that's actually the other, one of the other reasons that I started the press was I always wanted to be the girl in the closet reading the slush pile. And I couldn't figure out Mm -hmm. how to traditionally do that while I was teaching, like to go to New York and I said, but I want to give writers a chance. Yeah. Like, I don't think just because you don't have an agent doesn't mean that your book is any less great. So I just, yeah. um, I could always imagine sitting in like a little small closet area with a pile of, you know, back then the paper <laughs> slush pile. Um, yeah. And I was like, that would be such a fun job. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> Are there uh, different things that people that you see in writing very early on that are like, oh, like I can tell this isn't going to be great (laughs) or it's time to stop reading this manuscript? Like what are tips that you could give to writers that like, don't do this in the first five pages? Oh, my goodness. Uh, That's a good question. Or conversely, are there there things? Oh, yeah. Or or maybe is is it a case where it's like, it depends. That's really interesting. I mean, I know that everyone's going to hear like it has to be edited. Um, And on a side note, I just want to also like say that if like I also have had instances where I will give people a little bit of leeway if there's like a a wrong comma and things, things happen. Um, Things have happened even with us along the way um, with copies of our books that like the digital file the wrong one went out or uploaded incorrectly or whatever it is. Um, I see so many people get really like crazy about things like that. And as many editors as you have go through things, you know, sometimes, you know, things get missed. Um, So I want to (laughs) say, make sure that you edit your manuscript. You make sure you edit your query. Everything needs to be as clean as possible. And you want to showcase your best writing, of course. Um, So when I say make sure it's edited, we do understand that, you know, accidents happen, but um, you want to make sure you're, you, you can put together a sentence properly and all the right <laughs> words are there. I think that's been one of the things that's been a bit of a turnoff when I can't decipher, um, like, what a story is trying to say, uh, either the sentences are just a little bit too either complex or in the first couple paragraphs, if I don't have a clear idea of what's happening, I tend to lose focus a little bit. Um, and that's something that for writers, it's hard to see because you know exactly what you're saying and you know exactly what you want to say. Mm-hmm. So that's when you'd need a beta reader or just an honest friend. And you don't want to give any maybe background information because I'm not walking in really with any background information reading your work except for what you give me in a query. Um, but sometimes you don't know what order. Uh, an editor or an agent would take a look at your work. So hand your friend the manuscript mm. and say, hey, can you just take a look at the first couple of pages and tell me what you think? It will, if they're like, I have no idea what's going on, or if they tell you something that's way off base, 
then maybe you want to revisit it because yeah. <laughs> that's happened. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because writers know exactly what they want to say. It's hard to kind of distance yourself enough. Um, aside from that, I mean, there has there have been a lot of manuscripts that have come my way that have great potential. Um, but I don't think it's the story for me. And I know that I used to hear that as a writer, uh, as an author, when I was first trying out the query business. Um, it, I didn't really understand what that meant until I'm now in this seat. And I said, you know, you want your, your best advocate, yeah. right? You want someone who believes in the book just as much as you do. Um, and there have been books that have come my way that I love. And I was like, oh my gosh, I wish... I represented the genre or I wish that, um, you know, I really love it, but I, I can't give my energy the way that I want to, to this project. And so that's a, like a super real concern too. Just only so many hours in a day and so much manpower, especially indie presses. We're tiny. <laughs> so we have mm-hmm. I guess sometimes yeah. a little bit more limited resources than some of the big guys and we have to, you know, pick and choose. Um, but a no doesn't mean no forever. It means I, I, we can't right now. Um, but it sometimes isn't a personal reflection of the work. And so that's really important to remember. And I was, um, I made a note in my notes um, when you had mentioned that last time, Mary, in your last podcast, um, how people sometimes take yeah. that so personally. And it's some of the reason that they don't query at all. I completely understand that fear. Yeah. But that's good to good to hear. And yeah, I was as soon as you said not the right project for me, I was like, oh, God, that line again. Well, how do I make I it the right project for you? <laughs> but that, I'm so glad you explained it, that that it's just, yeah, it's not this isn't a, a this is an English class where you get an A and then you win. Like I said, you don't win book. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um but one thing I just wanted to mention, Mary, that you said, I wish I could just hire someone to do it for me. I want to write all the books. Yeah. And I just wish I could hire someone to do the business for me. And I think that that really resonated with me because at least speaking for me in Firefly Hill Press, that's mm-hmm. me. That's what I wanted this business to be is like I want to be that kind of not traditional house where I'm just pumping out authors. Um, I wanted my authors to have a human experience of writing. And if things come up and they have mm-hmm. where we've had to delay pub, you know, release dates, I, I never want to do it. But my authors have been through hurricanes and moving and family, um, you know, struggles of their own. And I, I, having been a writer, know that sometimes writing isn't something you can just turn on and off. Um, so when you said hire someone to do it for you, like that's what I wanted this company to be was that I could let my writers really write and cultivate a, a book career. And I would kind of help mm-hmm. just get their books out there. Um, so, and I think we work equally, um, which to me then warrants mm-hmm. a more even split of royalties. Um, you know, I think that that's, I wouldn't have a product to sell without my authors and uh, I want them to feel supported, you know, kind of every step of the way. And they too are, you know, they've voiced how grateful they are for me to continue you know, continue to sell the books they have put out um, and start talking about the ones that are up and coming yeah. so that they have time to just continue to write. Well, that's, that's really, yeah, so, it's good to know that, that that's what that means. Uh, you know, like a lot of you hear these terms and like, now I know what that means. That's really great. Right. Yeah. And that, as I said, that might differentiate for different companies and, and they might be a bigger indie pub company, but for me, independent 
is kind of amorphous. It has a lot of different definitions. And for, and for me, and I think that there are a bunch out there that feel the same way, we're kind of not the big, the big guys, um, but we still have uh, reach and a way to get to, you know, books into the right hands. Um, so it's so that the authors don't have to do as much of the business side. Get away from they it, still but, will a little yeah. bit. Um, if they won't. Yeah, you can't get away from it. <laughs> yeah. Plus, no true. one will sell your book better than you. I mean, so you're the one who knows it and believes in the story enough yeah. to slog through writing it. So, <laughs> well, we're getting on to time. So, Melissa, did you have any other? This I, I could talk to you all day. This is wonderful. Oh, thank you. I know. I just looked at the time. I said, oh, my gosh, I have so, so much more I wanted to share. So maybe another day. Oh, I'd love it. Thank you. Danielle, where can people find you? How can they get in touch with you or see your books? Oh, absolutely. So um, I actually write personally um, under the name Andy Adams, A-N-D-I. Nice. It's an anagram for Danny, um, which is my you know, given name Danielle. So Andy <laughs> Adams, and uh, I have a young adult novel that I wrote. Um, and we can go into that whole story another day. But that was actually the first novel I published with Firefly Hill. And it was my own novel to take it through the process and use it as like a learning experience before I got my hands on someone else's book. So um, but it's been through the whole ringer. And um, I'm very proud of it. And it's called The Girl in the Glass Box. And I have a children's book series coming out in November, uh, called The Reluctant Adventures of Jimmy McMuggins. Uh -huh. And I'm super proud of it. And it's going to be a book a children's book series. And it's been a whole different process in terms of uh, hiring illustrators and all of that fun stuff. So we also have a website, of course, fireflyhillpress.com. And we are on Twitter and on Instagram and Facebook. So you can pretty much find us all over the place. Um, and I hope that you do. Uh, please reach out. And if you guys have any questions, writers um, or avid readers, anything that you heard on here, I always love receiving email. So breaks up the day. Oh, that's really wonderful. It's very generous of you. And yeah, read the books. Read these books. They're wonderful. Yeah, thanks, yes, guys. Oh, thank you so much. All right. Well, then I guess we're just going to have to wrap up. Um, and so we always say at the end, Remember that writing is hard. So take it easy. I'm Mary. And I'm Melissa. And there's Danny. Bye, guys. I'm Danny. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.